Pikes hardly flinched. 150 left to go. And the hot pot storms up. Grab the lead. This is all over. It's all over. Bar the shouting. The Empire reigns supreme. Western Empire won it by four. Welcome to Bet Top Dirt Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot, and it's Sipping Classic Day. It's our final show of the year. DK, the punter's punter, enters been, the studio. Yes, Scooty. Good to be my little spell with him. Good to be back. So, um, show number 40. Yeah. Had a big year. We got through. So, Feels uh, like we've been away for a month. I know. Yeah, no, it does. It does, yeah. It's true. You're fresh? Uh, I was, well, I had a few too many gins and red love wine last <laughs> night, but um, the usual deal on a Wednesday night. But, uh, a little bit grubby, but no, we were right, mate. What about you, Nico? Feeling fresh. Back of the track. Uh, life's good at the moment. Yesterday was a great day, wasn't it? The sun was out, out there at Soundown. Too bad we couldn't find too many winners, but uh, hopefully this Saturday at Caulfield, first first time in a while, the Zipping Classic's been back at Caulfield. So, um, yeah, interesting little program for sure. It's been an interesting transition from uh, Spring Carnival, Flemington. It feels like they've got the schedule right. I didn't mind Cranbourne Cup, where it was in the program, Albeit on a bottomless track, but uh, you can't control that. Yeah, exactly. Ballarat was good, and I really like the setup into Sandown this weekend. Yeah, like exactly. You can't control the weather, and that's kind of what happened there with Cranbourne Cup Day. Ballarat, yeah, was good. Um, and then this Saturday, it's kind of just like the end of a lot of form. Me and DK were sort of talking about it earlier. Just, you know, that Flemington form, can the horses sort of hold that sort of good form that they're in, or a few horses, you know, a bit of afterthought. Spanish Missions coming off a Melbourne Cup into a Zipping Classic. It's been done before, but. Not with this sort of big break in between runs, usually only sort of, or I think, nine days or something like mm. that into the Zipping Classic usually. But, um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating, that program. What do you think about the schedule, DK? Do you like it, the way it sits now? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, I think I'd, I mean, the whole thing, we'd like to push it back a bit later and have the whole of November, week, and that's another discussion. But um, while the racing's time, time in the sun, extend it as much as we can. Um, but, yeah, as I said to Nico, it's about finding the horses that probably weren't afterthoughts. It's the starting point for the weekend, mm. but um, we know how either that Melbourne Cup rated terrific, so they can see why it's gone up short. But mm. um, but there'll be G Boss on it throws another curveball. Been pretty quiet, bossy, but uh, anyway. Well, everything's in full swing now, isn't it? You got night racing Friday night, Thursday night, all the metros mm. and all that. So it's going to be a big summer as well. But um, yeah, Glen Boss coming down is interesting. He's only got one ride there on Saturday. I think he's he's now in Melbourne. Like, yeah, he's going to yeah, be staying yeah, here, so. Yeah. How much support he gets from sort of those stables, maybe that's a, a guide to the future, him riding the big one for moods there. Maybe mm. he sort of puts his foot in the door there. Disappointing news from us. Uh, we're all set to battle the race club in a stream on sound and uh, well, zipping classic day this Saturday, but we've had to pull the pin 11th hour. The uh, the TRC boys got approval from their sponsor, Unibet, and uh, we found out Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning that uh, wasn't uh, to be allowed. So backflip. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a backflip there. So uh, that's, I guess, the honest reason and the truth. And uh, everyone's just disappointed we can't get the show on the road. And generally, this uh, zipping classic day at Sandown's a punter's fill-up. And, gee, there's some shorties uh, floating around the card. And it's just disappointing that we can't uh, get the show on the road. But um, hopefully we can work something out. But uh, you just never know. Uh, these things just pop up out of nowhere. So I think everyone's uh, disappointed. And uh, hopefully you can just follow along Nick's uh, Mounting Yard Mail, uh, the Daily Gassel, uh be still uh, pumping along there for a free trial. So there's still action, and hopefully we can find a couple of winners for you on this show. DK, deductions are uh, still a bit of a, a nightmare. I saw a little bit of a rant from you the other day on Twitter, little toys yeah. out of the cot. Oh, yeah, I'll, I took the same price. Well, that was uh, on Wednesday we backed Satchem, mm. and um, I, I took the same price in two joints. One joint 
got me for 13 cents, which is correct. The other joint fleeced me for 19 cents. Like since here and small for taking the same price. I mean, I thought I, I didn't know the interest keys of when the new deduction, uniform deductions was going to be brought in. And then um, guys on Twitter alerted me that uh, Aaron from RV did, when he was on RV, uh, uh, racing.com said it was going to be a six to 12 month implementation. So that's why they're still all over the joint. But um, yeah, that was, it, no, it's it, just, you just feel like you've been robbed. Like it's just, you know, I won't say, oh, you're blowing back and winners, but it's just, it's still robbery. Like it's just, you know, there's, there's a correct deduction and there's being getting robbed. Mm, just a little bit of a pinch. Is it that hard? Like six to 12 months. Like this, this needs to happen now, realistically. Yeah. Like you go on course and it's, oh. it's all uniform, isn't it? So why can't it just be the same for everyone? Um, yeah, like you said, the yeah, well, you could say it's not in because sports bet are still betting uh, deductions for emergencies. Emergencies, yeah. so their prices are still different. And then, you know, you you bet, bet with the joints have got the extra percentage in their market to cover it, and they still want to fleece you on deductions. Like anyway, mm. yes, I was I was a bit of a rant there, but that's all right, mate. We've been going all right, so it was only a um, only a uh, yeah. Just annoyed. Seems to be the only time you really row about it is when you back a winner, isn't and then it? Bet so that's the And bet three six. Yeah, that's right. And bet, <laughs> bet, bet, what bet three six five do is that they, they do it differently as well. Mm. Is they take the deduction only on the winnings, not on your stake, which is something you know. So you get your, oh. you get, then you get your stake back on top. So their deductions, it's, it just seems even a fairer way to do it. I don't. It's a bit confusing for me, all that sort of stuff. But that does seem a fair way to do it. Why do you get taxed on your stake? Mm. You know. Anyway. It's, yeah, it seems to be uh, an issue that's uh, similar for harness racing and greys. We're talking to uh, Mitchy Sidebottom on Saturday night, and Paddy McKenna was also in here. And um, even like just getting on still seems to be a big, big problem. Seems a little bit better now that uh, tab and retail venues are uh, opening up. It's a big avenue for those guys to try and yeah. get on because their minimum bet laws are, are tiny. And uh, I guess there's a bit of respite for WA punters. We'll talk to Terry Layton about it later in the show, but uh, they've finally pulled their socks up and got their NBL. Uh, laws sorted there so much much easier all punters want as a fair go and to be let on and just some uniform rules it's been happening since the dawn of time on track so we yeah, just exactly. need to uh clean it up from an online perspective that's big from a perth perspective because if you're looking to get into you know doing a jurisdiction perth's probably an easy one to mm. learn because they have, it's a bit like adelaide used to be like it's the same horses they race every week and you've probably got two or three really good jockeys and then it sort of drops off after that so um, dry tracks generally obviously dominates, but yeah, less dry tracks, tracks, less tracks. So the NBL coming in there, meaning you can actually get on. Um, that's going to be, I would imagine, a huge, a it's, huge push for a few punters there for sure. See, the difference was we'll talk to Terry about it in more depth. But the difference was, yeah, on their major provincial tracks, is that you can go on to win two thousand, the same as the metro limits, mm-hmm. which I thought, you know, probably something to think about here with Ballarat, Bendigo's, and Pakenham's and things like that. You know, so, yeah, it's proper racing. All the big names are there. You'd, Makes yeah. sense. Uh, exactly right. You don't think you're going to see turnover go up. So I think everyone wants that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. No, it's, it's, um, yeah, no, God knows where we'd be without them. So, um, no, best horse good. in Australia might be over there at the moment. <laughs> Wasn't that a win last week? Being, Western uh, Empire. Western Empire. Mm, Terry yes. declared that. Yeah. He's yeah. One, one podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you wouldn't see one win much easier than that. I mean, it would be up what they're talking about is one of the best horses in the land up there now. So, mm. as you see what they do with it. Rated through the roof. Uh, sort of Dan O stuff. Who, Did it. He rated a big, punting form rated a big. So, um, yeah, I remember Arcadia Queen kind of won mm. in a similar fashion. I think she won the Kingston Town maybe, sort of absolutely gapping him, and that was a massive figure on nearly all databases. So he might be a bit similar. I don't know if she ever got back to that sort of level, but she had issues after that. Mm. Where if they can keep him sound, gee, he's going to be uh, he's going to be riding contention anything he runs in this order. I might imagine All-Star Mile or 
Queen Elizabeth, something like that. Mm. Probably all on the radar now. Yeah, we're coming across very soon. Uh, we're going to have a bit of a freshen up. This will be our last show for the year. Uh, we'll definitely be having a stream on Gold Coast Magic Men's Day. Uh, DK is going to go up there on holidays. Uh, so he'll be uh, a bit of R&R. So if, uh, if you're out at a few of the establishments, I'm sure he'll sneak away from the family and have a couple of jars on occasion, DK. So he'll be menacing up at the Gold Coast. Got an extra 600 to spend too, thank, thankfully, for Greg Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> thank God the bloody PCR, the PCR, PCR test is yeah, covered by Medicare. It's going to charge 150 a head because you've got to get one to go in before they get mm. to 90 And they're crawling to 90% up there. Not like, you know. And so it would have been yeah, 150 per person and 600 more than the airfares to get the bloody PCR test. Anyway, thank God Medicare's covered that. So I'll be up there, put, put that on the bar somewhere. Maybe Scooper might have a drink or something. So there we go. Won't last long knowing how <laughs> you go, especially on the rhubarb gin, which you've uh, given. Yeah, the now, yeah, we want a review on the rhubarb gin. Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Yeah, very good. The missus, missus loves it. Um, yeah, with a bit of that uh, blood orange uh, zero sugar tonic. Um, compliments them beautifully. So, yeah, no hard to beat the rhubarb gin, tipping a pig. So I feel the punters were getting around it. There was a few photos on Twitter. The punters <laughs> yeah. starting to uh, influence yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, no, she's big. It's big. The gin. It's big. It's uh, it's, it's the new go of the new era. The gin. So um, find it if you haven't found gin, you young blokes, find it. Other news is uh, roll the dice, boys. Uh, Lee and Steve uh, doing a great job with horses like Ayrton and Profiteer and things like that. So uh, I think we're going to set a uh, a bit of a budget for a horse, and a few of us guys in here might get take a share in the horse. Uh, with Roll the Dice. So uh, if we can't find a horse at the Magic Millions, we won't be pulling the trigger. We want to uh, wait and we'll go to the next sale down the line. But um, we're going to slowly, uh, I guess, dive into the, the racing horses uh, stream, I guess. But uh, it's definitely something we're going to outsource. We're punters. We're not um, experts. Uh, we haven't got our syndicator's license or anything. But um, the Roll the Dice boys are a good bunch of blokes. They've got a great eye for a horse. Um, Jeremy Rogers uh, is one of their purchases there. and uh, John Foot. John Foote's the other one. So uh, they've got some results and uh, proven success on the board. So we're going to uh, start to get some of PBLs and this crazy prize money. So uh, when, if you're interested. When's Karaka? When's Karaka? Uh, it's, a, it's around January, late January. Yeah, so if, if, we can't, if we can't get a horse at the Gold Coast and they're too expensive. I've a bit of success down buying out in New Zealand. Yeah. I rolled the dice, boys. So, mm. so it'll either be uh, Magic Means if we can't find one there or we get outbid, we'll go uh, on to Karaka. So uh, slide into our DMs if. Uh, you're interested, and um, we'll keep you up to date with that and jump into our mailing list, but uh, won't be rushing into it, that's for sure, and it's just a little, um, I guess, a side interest because we're watching the races every day, so we might uh, have a crack at trying to get a fast one there. So uh, that's something that's working on in the background with our connection to Roller Dice, but uh, it's definitely going to be a, uh, a collab with them, and um, we're still going to be trying to bet and find winners. Today's show is going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, Nico's going to do Sandown. Terry Layton's going to... Have a look at the Group 1 winner bottom. Uh, Mike's moral, I think he's found one early in the card at uh, Rose Hill. I think it's going to be wet weather everywhere. It's, uh, we're going to get Johnny McLeod and uh, the boys from MacBet on the show, but they've got about 100 mil coming in the next five days up at uh, Queensland. So I think it was the Gold Coast, the feature meeting on Saturday. Or do uh, they? The bomb has been just hopeless oh, the last few weeks. Vic, I think I think it's been it's, it's generally up that east coast. It's pretty different, but down here. Yeah, legless. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely legless. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll definitely uh, check in with those guys a little bit later on. But uh, big weather watch on uh, on your Rose Hill and your Gold Coast meeting. Probably won't even go along. And they're, they're, they're conceding. Like, they're, they are conceding with their ranges of rainfall on the Victorian stuff. Like, you give them, they give, give themselves a 25-mil range. Yeah. You know, I say Wodonga tomorrow, it could be 15, it could be 40, 40, you know. So they say, oh, we've, 
room for error. Yeah, we're, 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 we're admitting. If they were bookies, uh, they'd be putting up 150% yeah, markets. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Picnic stuff like Casey McCutcheon. <laughs> a bit each way. Huh? Each way. Just absolute robbery. All right, uh, we might get straight into the Sandown action, but uh, make sure you check out one of our sponsors, punningform.com.au. It's a perfect time to start learning how to do form out of uh, spring carnivals. So over summer, uh, get into punningform.com.au, have a chat to Sugar Shane Baker. He'll give you a tutorial on how to use the database. Um, it's definitely been a game changer. I just made me. some updates too, which one of those I mentioned to you a while ago. I mm. said it might be better if you had, had this in and it came in, those, um, how they went on the day and whatnot. But so they're always updating, always adding things in and you know, making it better for the punters. So it's good. Good. Add a, uh, another string to your bow. All right, it's time to uh, have a look at Zipping Classic Day at Caulfield, definitely not at Sandown. And the first race we're going to have a look at is race five on the card. And Nico thinks he's found one here. Uh, Steinem's the favourite, 360 and a 350. Tricky Gal, 480. Quantum Mechanic, 550. Zing, $12. Agreeable, 13. Good and proper, 13. And Brazen Song has been uh, tickled there, 17 into 15. The replay we're going to have a look at is Steinem coming out of the Empire Rose Stakes. And Colette's the winner here, back on the fence. And uh, Steinem's widest Nico in the yellow cap. Not even in the picture. Not though. even in the picture. Yeah, she was set a bit of a task here. Um, we're a bit late to the party. She's been 6 into $3.50, but... I still think that's a respectful enough price, given this is the Empire Rose. This is a Group 1. Mm. Easily the right. best form reference coming to this race. She's given no chance here. Like, the way the race shape sort of panned out and just how far back she got, she's absolutely charged the line. The run prior, she finished second to Colette on a wet track, which is probably her go. I think she's better with the sting out, but I'd imagine we're probably on a good four there Saturday at Caulfield. And, well, this is one DK probably knows pretty well from the... Dominant debut win at Packenham yes, and then yes. just went straight through the grade, started a sixty in Adelaide, started favouring the Australian Oaks. And it feels like they've kind of set her for a race like this. Feels like they looked at the back end of the carnival, hasn't yeah. it? And she's coming off having numbers. She had four, fourteen, she drew fourteen or fourteen there, so and she hasn't had the toughest run. She's been out the back and ran home, ran home good. Um I just what about the map here though, Nico? I mean, mm. she's obviously she's a get back get runner. Back horse, very you fun. know, but she she did run well here versus Colette two ago, didn't she? And that's the right form, the Colette form. Yeah, she needed a bit of luck from barrier number five, but uh, Jai McNeil tends to ride Caulfield very well. And um, like I said, I think she's been kind of set for this race. Like there's a few horses on this sort of program that a lot of these races would be afterthoughts for them. Whereas I know when Steinem came in this preparation, they were looking at later in the spring, okay, we'll look at an Empire Rose, maybe a Matriarch. This race pops up. She's had the gap between runs, probably suited perfectly. She's only fourth up compared to a few horses, you know, a lot more sort of, deeper into their campaign she'll need a bit of luck she'll get back i would imagine she's not last like they're sort of having to spot them 20 length head start she's within sort of five or six i think she's she's definitely the horse that can run them down the danger is probably quantum mechanic who brings in similar sort of form lines like she comes through the cantala um i suppose the the knock with quantum mechanic is she carried the real light weights in the handicaps there against the boys like she's carried 52 and a half in the turak where she ran roll she's carried 52 in the Cantala, now she's got to carry 59 here where Steinem just pretty much stays 56. at the same weights yeah. as what she's been carrying against very similar opposition. So, uh, yeah, hard to beat. Probably the best bet of the day, Steinem. I think it's her race. Yeah, and don't, don't, well, one thing I've done to clear my, it's a clear head. And don't, don't think you'll, if you're saying you've missed the price because one joint, the scrote, have gone up the wrong price, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, yeah, they haven't. That's not the right price. That's not, but where the price settles down is the opening price. You say, oh, I've missed the price because, I mean, you can't get on there. You're, you're, you know, the way they're behaving now, they've tightened right up. Mythical they prices. You can't get on there. But mythical prices, 
And you've got all these black people, one one man operators who, okay, they bet to win enough that they can just charge in. Mm. And But if you bet with them over, if, you, if they put up $10 one, I'll bet you a small bet and wind into $5. I mean, it's just, and then the price settles down everywhere at $5. That's the opening price, $5. So don't don't fry your brain about, you know, saying I've missed the odds or anything like that. Where the price settles down, yeah. that's the opening price. Mm. You know, once you yeah. get your head around that, you'll be a lot better, son. Um, you know, that's just some advice. A friend of mine the other day had to collect a, uh, an $800 TAB ticket, I think it was, and he went to four different like, pub tabs because they couldn't, they didn't have the money in the Really? In the, oh, in the no cash? Pay out. So I don't know what's going oh, on there. Gotta find the right ones to go. Or a, gotta, go to the ones, gotta go to the ones with the pokies. Mm. Must just go, must be not little pubs. The ones with the pokies got plenty of cash. Yeah. I got a good story. My old man one day, I was playing footy in Somerville and finished the game, like afternoon game, finished at three o'clock, whatever. We had a horse run at 3.30. Straight down to the tab, and he didn't have any cash. So he's trying to get this horse was 30 to 1, Charlemagne's girl. She ended up winning. He tried to get all this cash out of the ATM there. We could only get out, I think, $200 lots of Like, not <laughs> enough. To get, he, was, he was like, this is immoral. Like, he's declaring it. So he goes there thinking he's going to have an absolute fill up. Couldn't get enough cash out. So the horse has won, but he's absolutely filthy because oh. he's had not the result he wanted to have on it. Disorganized. It's only about three legs. It's oh. easy to watch everyone on 30 shares. I reckon I was 16. I had 15 bucks on it or something. Just yeah. losing the little uh, the machine right there. And uh, all the blokes sort of standing next to us in the pub. He, like, because obviously he trained it. And they said, oh, well, how do you, do you own it or something like that? He's like, no, I'm the trainer. Oh, did you back it? He's like, oh. Mm, don't God. talk about the <laughs> Here's the price. You know, always, they always win. Too. And then they Shitty. struggled to pay him out anyway. He couldn't yeah. even get, have uh, the amount on he wanted. So. Find, the, find the pokies joints. Uh, disgusting. All right, let's have a look at uh, race seven. The zipping classic here, 2,400 metres and Spanish missions locked into uh, a very short price here. $1.55, as you said, G-Boss on. Warning is $4.80. It was a great Nash uh, ride straight to the front and just uh, rated that horse very well last time. Sound, $13. Wentwood, uh, the Bendigo Cup winner, $16. Dr. Drill had that really good run uh, against Charlie Rose in the uh, Geelong Cup. Bit of a query. Strong run, uh, 2,400 metres, I would have thought, against a horse like Spanish Mission. Luna Flair, 17. Silent Sovereign, 21. And uh, much, much better than the rest. We'll have a look at uh, the last 400 here of uh, Spanish Mission. And we'll put DK in the fetal position with his horse, uh, Floating Artist, which halved in price. And uh, a lot of punters out there, including myself, had incentivised going for uh, a big, big result and uh, very elegant there she was in hindsight. It was a massive price. Uh, we didn't really uh, want to layer on our uh, Melbourne Cup preview show, but uh, in hindsight, it's easy to see uh, she was probably over the odds. But uh, the there's Spanish. Plate, that Cox Plate form, lead-up form, it just always holds up. Mm, you see Spanish Mission there just running into third, just a cruel DK for his uh, each-way bet on floating artists there. But... Um, off a, a bit of a query, Spanish mission, 2,400 metres. Uh, Bossy just has to set this horse alight early. How do they get this horse beaten? Is it just a moral, Nico? Probably. <laughs> I don't think there's much that's, to you it. Can't, that's a grouse form race, that. Mm. you got grouse mare winning, incentivise a top class, Spanish mission's top class international, and we found that improver. Yeah, I was watching. There's six links to the rest. I was watching the battle for third in oh, isolation you were. there. Oh. oh, it was absolutely <laughs> sickening. Anyway, no, it's worse when they the, that massive margin of fourth. Yeah, like they fall in, you know, and they're all coming at it. So. Well, three hundred out, the race is over. Very elegant was winning, and it was it was all the last. You watch the replay. On third. Anyway, it's a good find. He's a nice horse, that floating artist. We spruked him all along, and yeah, like this race, obviously, it's going to need time and things like that. But if this is a field we're going to get every year, well, this isn't going to work. The Zipping Classic, like. 
Um, warning second favourite, like he had the biggest gimme race ever in the Queen Elizabeth. They let him go straight to the front and nothing could catch him. Luna Flair was nowhere near her best. Wentwood was okay there. You get Spanish Mission. I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of been a theme in this race for a long time. You probably get that one horse out of the Melbourne Cup. I think American might have won the cup and ran a race like this. And um, yeah. Zipping was always the horse. It's his race, but he'd always kind of run a good race in the cup and come and win here. Look, I don't think you can back him at a double fifty. Like I could I could see him getting rolled. Um, just the way this race shape could work out. Bossy's probably gonna need to get him off the fence and building momentum. Do you necessarily want to lay him at a dollar fifty? Probably not. It's probably just a sit back and watch. Well, yeah, you're, allowed to, well, you're allowed to watch races. Yeah. If, he, if you're going to play margins, two, three lengths oh. plus, just flare up a bit. No, I wouldn't even bother. I would I'd go two plus, three plus lengths. Okay. Uh, what I saw from this horse in the yard, I think it'll be it'll be a tough horse to train here in Australia. Like he's not the greatest sort of moving animal. Um, looks like he has a fair few issues, like he did. Coming into that, well, that'd, be the that'd, be, that'd be the thing. There. So he's only sort of three weeks in between that. How much has that race taken out? We've barely seen anything back up out of the cup so far. The train's only for two weeks or something. Or 10 days, to run cup. Yeah. Like, mm. The figures are enormous. I doubt this horse drifts too much because the, the moles and that are going to be in love with the figures. So Yeah. Our horses have run a lot worse than hitting the Caulfield in the Melbourne Cup have come in and won this race or mm. run very well. So. Yeah, but, but you know, Bossy the Jock's not exactly on for You want to charge into short odds. You'd rather it was Jay Mack or D Lane or someone, one of the, you know, or not G Boss. Warning's probably the danger. Like, all he could send him straight to the front from one, dictate the race, control. Like, he's he's a genuine second pick. Hmm. Um, like I said, if, it's, it's, if this is the field it's going to produce this the race. Go, who's like, on it? The goat? Just, yeah, the goat. Yeah, the goat. So. The goat. Yeah, new man, the goat. <laughs> Banderas the other week. Jim Conlon says, Drop it out the last and let it run home, Ollie. Ollie, straight to the front. <laughs> straight on the bunny. Good bless. Hey, where about his ride on Yonkers? On the, there, outside Linda in the thought of that. How about that for a ride? Got a yeah. beat. Thought of you that. Know? Was in Linda's head too much by the looks of it, just sort of sitting there. He controlled the race, not even leading. Fine, the guy. It go. was an amazing ride. Okay. He is good. going well. Going good to go. I find him. I've been fighting him. I've, I've been blessed lately. Love I've been go. just hitting Ollie when he's about 5 or 6 or $7 up to that. Well, that's it. Digits. Yeah, that's it. He got $6. Really but I, I, I'm going to just back off him. Out of season, bad races, horses run around at $2, $3. Have a look at the punting form data. It, it doesn't lie. It's, there's certain times where you take Oliver and there's certain times where you're laying or better around Probably him. Group so. 1 Bossy and Group 1 Ollie these days <laughs> as well. Uh, that's good banner. He's not a bad jockey. J-Mac goes all right too. He's probably the new goat. Uh, Caulfield Race uh, 8 is the next one, the Eclipse, Kano Eclipse Stakes. Uh, our playboy has drawn barrier one here. Interesting draw for it. Two dollars sixty out from two fifty. Star Real five fifty. Royal Mile one of your horses. DK six fifty. Been eight fifty in Bonavici nine fifty. Ducon eleven. Sosi Bon, what a horse! It has been uh, eleven dollars. Regalo Digatano twelve dollars. Defibrillate uh, eighteen dollars. An excellent man. Uh, tough last start win twenty one dollars. Hangman thirty one and. Uh, much, much better rest. We'll have a look at uh, our Playboy last start at Cranbourne, slugging away in the uh, the heavy 10. I thought he was in the right part of the track. The track was playing fairly for him, wasn't he? Here he is, slap wide, but uh, got a mile out of his ground. Yeah, he just gave him too big a head start, didn't he? Um, got beaten by a champion. King Must Magnus. be a champion with them trying to win. Anyway, the, the roar from the crowd when King Magnus got up, like, They'd say, you think Black Caviar won? It was absolutely enormous. I think every one of the locals yeah, back there. Local. 
was a local horse. Um, looking oh. at the race, our playboys just got way too far back. Last had to 50 circle the charging in, at him. Entire field. Now he draws barrier number one. He's going to get a very economical gets run. A, gets a rider change too, doesn't he? Yeah, D Lane goes back aboard. who won on him, what, two starts ago. Um, I think if the, the only concern for mine would be they might need a bit longer between runs, but he is stepping out and trip. So that was a really sort of brutal test. He had to do a lot of work to get into that race, but now he's going to have a very soft run here. Well, yeah, he's just going to need to present. Any, heavy, any, back, any, any heavy back to dry. Is that any, a way? Any you're getting coffined? Big no, chance. I, I would think he's probably... Because at Flemington, he's able to come around, come back, mm. and come around well, to the rear of the small field. We're going to need a good ride, but I don't think there's much opposition. Like, Royal Miles, the second elect, comes over with D-Lane Jr., Jay Opperman. He looks exactly like Damien Lane in the saddle, watching him over in South Australia. Like, it was a good win last start, but he didn't beat much. Um, he'll probably be the, the danger. He'll be up on speed, sort of rolling along. I think if our playboy sort of gets the gaps, gets the right run at you know the right time, you got the man on for the job. Um, looks didn't, like off that run, he's looking for 1,800 Didn't the market well. hammer it in that Cranbourne Cup too? Oh, like, it was a big go. Mm. They were in love with it. Fourth up last prep, he absolutely bolted in the Sunshine Coast Guineas. So. He, he's only won once on a good track, so he's won from 11. Read any anything into that? Yeah, well, I think it was an Avain Stakes, though, wasn't mm. it? Or a race like like early, early days. The Flemington was, was good. That was in a good track. Yeah, so that was a good win. Um, yeah, sort of early. Yeah, he won a Vain Stakes. Oh, that was a soft six, sorry. So, yeah, he's probably better with the sting out, like the market probably told you last start. But, yeah, I, I think you'll still be hard to beat here, no matter what. There's just... There's just not much opposition in this race. Royal Mile, DK, honest. Oh, he's a good horse. He's a good horse. He's a winner. So you know, actually, that would have been interesting coming to the stream because the Sultan, who would have been on the TRC team, he's he's, he's a bigger fan of this horse than me. He's got we'd have posters on this. He's he's back this horse all the way through in love with it. So we might have been our playboy versus it. He can come down in the stream, but it's not. But yeah, no, he's a good. But whether he's the same class as uh, our playboy, but um, no, he's a nice horse. And he, he can find the line. He's a winner. But um, he's probably stepping up in grade here. You give it a head start. That'll be in his uh, mm, favour. Yeah. Mm, it's a cracking, yeah, it's, it's shattering that we haven't got the stream because even to Kevin Effin and I, we haven't really got this on the run sheet, but I am Superman uh, against horses like Asia's Chivalry, Crosshaven, Rainier, Streets of Avalon, and I think Surprise Baby's uh, coming back. He's Surprise. back. New, yeah, new what do you think of him coming back? Yeah, G. Birch, good. Gav, good man, Gav. Used to knock around with him in the, in the old days. Mm. Um yeah, new camp, and he's he's had some success. Like he's, well, he does whatever he does down there. He can reinvigorate horses. So, um, and he said it went like Geordie. And he got actually got Jay Childs on it too. Jay Childs knows the horse, obviously, mm. rode at the Melbourne Cup. Um, you'd want to see it have a run back, but um, apparently they took it there for a gallop the other morning. Went terrific. So, um, and he's we've always been a fan. We tipped him in the Melbourne Cup two years ago, Scooter. We did remember. So uh, anyway, but um, mm, apparently, yeah, all those Fatani, Mister Fatani, taking all his horses off Pushka and giving them to be Brisbane and G Bridge Good or. Very interesting how that all panned out. There's a big, big blue with Pushcross or something, I believe. But, uh, mm. Anyway. Fascinating stuff. All right. Well, you, you look at the owner. Like, he's got horses with everyone. Patani. You see those kind of owners. So I don't imagine very, they're that easy to deal with. No, when there's some like very that. high-maintenance owners. There's another yeah. joint that's a, sent a horse to four trainers, four different trainers, you know. Sack Jig Big. Especially when they're, like, you get three in one state or something like that. You can understand it, like, you know, like, say, roll the dice when they have horses up in Queensland and Sydney. You've obviously got to have different trainers. But when you... When you got three or four in the same state, uh, it's probably a, a bit of a guide there to they might not be the easiest to deal with. I think that's they had all their eggs in Weary's basket, and I think when the Weary saga uh, unfolded, it forced roll the roll dice, the dice yeah, to, with our big weary, to then expand, weary and then yeah. now they sort of try and place horses for courses. So if there's certain trainers that work with certain breeds or 
or things like that. They try and place them with whoever's going to yeah. be best suited to that that horse, which is, I think is a good model. For me, it makes sense. Yeah, early runners, give them a price you can. If they're staying horse or whatever, give them someone down the beach or someone's going to take Ma Eustace. Take Griffiths to cock. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what, I'll tell you what, what you do. I'll tell you, you know, when you hear you pick trainers, if you, you're just basic. Go and look at the trainers list. Get a follow. That's there on racing.com. Premierships. You know, and you go down and you see who's got the best strike rates. Yeah. And then you see who's got the worst. <laughs> And then you say, well, I won't be giving them a horse. Because yeah. I said, that King Magnus must be a superstar. They train at 5%. Mm. Other bikes, Mark Eustace, go at 20% or something. What's your strike rate going at for tipping at the moment? I'm, well, I've got to update the results, Scooty, but um, we'll, see Very if, we'll, we'll see how this thing goes today first. <laughs> I've got a live one today in the go. In the go. But, uh, yeah, no, we've gone all right lately, Scoot, which is good. Mm. Found something for the punters and uh, they're all happy. You're up and about. Up and about, yeah. Nico. But it was funny. It is, actually. I'm just sorry to interrupt, but Nico, no, I... This caper, I think after I had a strip out cup week and then a couple more got beat and, you know, sitting on my night and you, as um, Harry Fidlow says, you think, am I ever going to win again? Mm. Am I ever going to win again? Because I just can't hit the target. And it took to going out of that mode with burning power. I just had to think a little bit outside the things. And, well, it was basically class one. I knew all those horses. And so burning power was good to us on the track at Tachuca. He shit in for us. Oh. And then he once said, well, stick with this horse because I knew him. And um, it's got us back on track. There you go. It's a good time of year to do that. Like, there's going to be a, a lot of horses who, you know, come out of similar sort of form lines, especially in the summer. We're going to race each other. Yeah. So, if you've got an opinion of one and say, okay, this horse can get to a better level than this and one, it's probably the, the right time because the market can struggle to line them up sometimes yeah, as well. Yeah, but I can sort of like line them up and look at if they're all in maiden. Yeah. And I know all those horses. I knew Audrey Girl and all those things and whatever the Yatton and, and the Patton or whatever the thing was called. Um, and, and Lamborn asked me and said, do you bet follow those horses out of their grade? And I said, it's not something I do, but it's maybe something I should do more of, especially when you look at them on so you can line them all up. Mm. You know? Increase your turnover. If you want to increase your turnover, make sure you check out uh, Nico's stuff on uh, Saturday. No stream, but uh, he'll be out there at Caulfield, so he'll be uh, eyes on ponies and uh, mounting on mail. In the First last time in a long period. time back at the Heath. Yeah, it's been, been a while. while. Get out and about. Um, and we'll also be uh, the Daily Gases uh, still extending the uh, the free trial there. So uh, make sure to check out those two products uh, all via Telegram and uh, in the shop for DK stuff as well. So DK is more of a sniper on the uh, provincial circuit. So uh, head to the Little Birdie shop for uh, all Another your six weeks uh, for racing the, action six. there. Everyone's seeing them uh, pretty well at the moment. All right, we'll take a break and uh, we'll get Terence Leighton on to uh, Terence Leighton, sorry, to talk uh, Group One at Winterbottom over at Ask. Welcome back to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK and Nico in studio. Now it's time to talk Ascot. We didn't do uh, last week's railway. We tipped up uh, the winner there, Western Empire, on our stream, our harder stream, because uh, Terry had a rubber stamped it. But here he is in person to talk about the Group 1. Terry Layton, how are you, mate? Very well, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me back another year on. Oh, I, I don't know. I think we, I uh, so we had, we had you back in uh, April, didn't we? Is it? In the uh, oh, autumn. I thought, I, was we ask you. I thought we'd give him... It's been a long time. Yeah. I thought we got you on I thought we might have given him the lemonade. No. Yeah. Never a lemonade. <laughs> he thought that too. I thought I might have That's all right. No, that's all right. But no, it's good to be back, guys. And um, we're thoroughly enjoying the uh, the nice weather. It's 35 degrees for Winterbottom Stakes Day on Saturday. So uh, looking forward to getting out there and having a couple of lemonades myself. <laughs> Now it's uh, it's Christmas time. It's uh, Christmas time for Perth punters. Mm-hmm. The MBLs have dropped, long so overdue. all of a sudden, long, long overdue, you can get on to win two Metro Gallops and Bunbury, Kalgoorlie, uh, Northam and Pinjara, and then all other racing one K. And it doesn't stop there. The Greys. 
This is a really weird one, DK. The, for the, uh, the Western Australian Greyhound Association, it's 750. To win 750 is an odd amount. And then mm. non wagra meetings, it's 500. And then the harness, it's 1,000. And then non WATA, it's 500. I'm not sure why you'd put 750 on the dogs. What? You should just jack it up to 1,000. Let's just get Terry to clarify. What's, what's non? So is Cannington and what are the joints? So you can get 500 on one. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird oh, one. It's a, it's a, it's a, Northern Dogs, I'm not a big dog follower. Uh, Northern Dogs, I'd imagine, they have uh, once-a-year meetings or twice-a-year meetings at a few little obscure places they're probably talking about. But, um, look, I've, I've, it's, you sort of brought it to my attention. I knew it was all coming up. Um, but well, what type of issues am I going to have? I go on at 9 o'clock this morning and, and try to back one uh, at Belmont today. Do you reckon they're all going to let me on, all my VAD accounts? Oh, I would have thought so. That that have to. Oh, I, I reckon I'll encounter issues. I reckon they won't. Well, yeah, you, you'll have to. The ones if you've been the ones have been barred or you've been locked out, you'll have to get in contact. Bring with them, them back say, up and say unlock. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You just got to message the customer service and or whatever and say tell the trading team to unlock the accounts as per MBLs and they'll, they'll all do it. They're pretty much there's a few make it a bit difficult for you, but uh, most of them will do that. Jeez, looking mm. forward to du- blowing the dust off a few of the old accounts. Oh, no, mate, it's the best. I'll it's tell the you best. what, I'm a bit like, uh, <laughs> it's a bit like, you remember that day Rahul Dravid and um, BVS Laxman batted all day and we just, we simply, we had no bowlers left. I've got no bowlers left, boys. So I'm completely and utterly out. So, uh, right, uh, you can bet in, bet in your own name. And, oh, uh, God. Some of those, some of those joints, it's like winning double, just collecting off them, you know. Oh, it just feels so So good. you can effectively, uh, this, again, I'm probably asking silly questions. You can effectively go through your, your nine accounts there is or whatever there is. You can bet to win two on eight. So you can bet to win a liability of 18,000 if you just sort of yeah. Correct. Ab- absolutely. Correct. Correct. Breath of fresh air. <laughs> All of a sudden, it, it makes things sustainable. So you can actually mm. craft out an earn on the uh, it's Yeah, and I'll just, I'll tell you, obviously, that we probably brought it to more of attention. I was just saying, what's the, what's the timing on it, Scoot? Do we know that? Have they brought it in from the moment markets go up? There's not no, the original 9 a.m. 9 a.m., yeah, 9 a.m. race day. Oh, you're not embrace day. Okay, so yeah. you just got to try and get everyone on board to uh, not knock the prices. Because off. the biggest thing back, back here, Terry, which was reinvigorated <laughs> for, for us guys, is when they've they've finished that nine am race day. Mm-hmm. So being able to bet the day before, and um, before you know, it's been um, been huge for us and our services and things like that. And the pre nine am grubs. Yeah, yeah, it was shocking. Yeah, because we've got, there's plenty of tipping services out west, and they all tip either the day of or early the morning before nine a.m. Yep. I post uh, yep. so if you know you get a back one, which is maybe a data horse or one that uh, some of the uh, subscription services might be looking at, you, yeah, it's hard to have that patience to wait to nine a.m. because you might be taking uh, five bucks instead of ten. Exactly, exactly mm-hmm. right. And a few, a few of those, as you said, the data ones. As soon as they punch those scratchings in at ten to eight, then they bet. You know, well, nine o'clock. You know, yeah. Most of the most of the cream was gone. Yeah, exactly. so, uh, but there will be some. There will be some. If you're looking at a trial, or you're looking at one, you think you might have found sort of a little bit obscurely. And then the best part is you go and bet fair, and it probably jumps double the price anyway. So it'll probably it'll probably <laughs> exactly. end up costing you money. They'll probably they'll but, probably lift my limits on the accounts <laughs> all, all across the board anyway. So it might be a blessing in disguise. And, and happy to cop the if, to, to get out to win two thousand in the bush. Exactly. Like right. you'd cop it, you know, you have to cop it. The strong provincial, maybe. Yeah, strong provincial. Yeah. Maybe. You have to cop it back the other way, maybe a bit of timing because. Mm. Back in those ones, Banderas and um, Burning Power, those things are back to the metros, those winners. So much easier to bet to get on to win 2K. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just so much easier. It's just easier than backing it all over the joint to win 1K. Yeah. It's a massive, massive step in the right direction because this has been talked about for a really long time. And I think it's only New South Wales that need to now come on board and let people bet from the get-go with their minimum bet laws. And it's a chain reaction. Once you start to get 
a couple of jurisdictions over the line like RV, it, it slowly improves and gets better for everyone. And fancy that. All it does is drift, like increase Drop turnover. turnover. Yep. It just gives us a, a fair fight against uh, the corporates. All right, let's have a look at uh, Group 1 Winterbottom Stakes. Winterbottom Stakes, sorry. There's, uh, there's no VIX here, so it should be easier for uh, for Terry here. Elite Street's the uh, the red-hot favourite, 240 out to 270. Will Chino, 440. Graceful Girl, I catch a last start, 650. Stage Man, $12. Red Can Man, Horse at Wool, no, a little bit over here mm-hmm. on the Eastern States, $14. Indian Pacific, 16 Triple Missile, 21 uh, Cup Night, $26. Uh, get out to uh, $31 for horses like Rock Magic. But uh, let's have a look at uh, the two favourites in the market here, Elite Street in the, uh, the lilac or purple. Uh, about third last peeling out on the outside. He's got a lap of horse here, Terry. Talk us through this one. Yeah, no, it is. Elite uh, Street's been chasing uh, Mervyn down. So Mervyn's the grey you'll see out in front there. Mervyn is probably the biggest, uh, the biggest stopper in WA. So it's been sort of setting a nice bunny for Elite Street to chase. But... You can't really knock the win at all. Um, I think that's the Colonel Reeves we're watching here at the moment. Uh, in the Colonel Reeves, he actually carried more weight um, than Organ because it was set weights and penalties. So he meets in all of them anywhere from four and a half to, to two kilos better. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's doing very little wrong. And uh, it's hard to see any of the horses from the Colonel Reeves turning the tables on him. Here's Will Chino just uh, sitting just in behind the leader there and uh, extending away. Yeah. Thoughts, uh, with this runner from well, Barrier 1. Is it-, it was the quickest run at Ascot since, uh, no, no, it was, the I think Haydock was 0.001 of a second quicker in the 2000 and, oh, God, 18, 19, Winterbottom Stakes. Uh, it was a good three. I think they forgot to put water on the track that day. It was a good three, but she was carrying 60 kilos at her first go at 1,200, and she's just about set a track record, so... Um, it's 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 quite funny. You're talking a, a group three heading into the winter bottom, and you're talking a 72 plus ratings race. Like usually, the group three, you'd go, well, that's the that's the form reference we want to um, be more worried about. But the horses coming through in these 72 pluses, and I wrote about this, and it sounds stupid. I reckon they're better. I reckon that that level, uh, that the group, the the weight set weights and penalties horses have been around forever. You know, they've all had a million mm. chances. You got stage man going in. Third favourite, money matters going in about third favourite. They've all they've all had a million chances. These horses coming mm. through the ratings races, running quicker times, um, who potentially have the more upside. I I don't know. I reckon that's just about a better form reference, which um which makes this a very interesting race to analyze if you go in with that mindset. And and traditionally the winter bottoms won by horses sort yeah. of in the first half of the field. I've I've tend to notice a bit of a pattern for the last few years and i think that probably plays into the hands of will chino would have thought a question uh, graceful girl stepping up to 1200 meters if it was a 1200 meter race uh, the other day do you think graceful girl uh, runs past elite street in the colonel race good question uh maybe maybe but i do think that elite street bradwell willow had something in the tank on elite street mm. there as well um, elite street's more of a racehorse than graceful girl graceful girls drawn 18 and i actually said if you're on Graceful Girl, well, if you're about to back Graceful Girl, you'd want her to draw wide because she can't jump anyway. So she's going to be mm-hmm. last if she draws barrier two or very close to or draws barrier 18. So, um, But I, I think Elite Street had a little bit left in the tank. But out, out of all these horses moving up to the 1,200 from the 11 the other day, Graceful Girl's 
the biggest beneficiary. But um, yeah, I still, I don't know. She, to win from last, I think Elite Street's going to have to get held up and Will Chino's going to have to get a stitch. I think she's going to need a lot to go her way. And I think because of her colours, she'll probably start slightly under the odds. DK, you're itching to ask yes, a question. Because I just, yeah, I think we just mentioned him, B. Rowella, one of my men. And I have a love-hate relationship with B. Rowella. <laughs> I think you're there was, a, there was two hashtags that used to get a work in here, good Brad bad and bad Brad. Brad. And um, so my question is, how's he going over there and how are you, are you having, are you having some luck, are you having some luck back in him and, and things like that? He's a good rider, but he, he can he can ride a bit cold sometimes. Yeah, well, if you ask me after the last, it's uh, our Belmont Ascot, where were they yesterday? Belmont yesterday, it would have been hashtag bad Brad. Um, <laughs> I, loaded, I loaded one for the day and it was a uh, an out-and-out stay. You want into it from the thousand and then from barrier nine, he's taking it back five, back the fence. So That's that was, it. That's uh, bad, that Brad. Was, that was hashtag bad, Brad. That was hashtag bad, Brad. Uh, I'm actually doing an interview with him in a couple of hours, so that'd be nice here. Um, we got, that was bad, Brad. But no, all in all, Brad Rawilla, horses, the biggest thing I can say out west is horses are going for him. They travel so yeah. nicely for him. Um, if, if he's three or four back the fence, he's not a jockey I'm excited about. You almost can, I almost feel like I can throw my ticket in the bin to some degree. But if he's in the moving line, getting the horse going from the bend, he's getting him going as well as Pikey or Chris Parnham out here. So he's a, he's a jockey I trust, but on a certain type of horse. And he, he seems to have figured out Elite Street. That's why if, if Elite Street drew barrier one, I probably mm. would have gone um, even harder at Will Chano, to be honest with you. But uh, barrier 10 is the right gate to good Brad. Good summary. Mm. That's it. Love that. Yeah, well, that's how he won the race last year as well, Elite yeah. Street, just sort of blending in down the middle. Then he came to Melbourne. I remember Dan Morton saying a lot of interviews, he's going to be better next prep, he's going to be better next oh, prep. He? he came to Melbourne, saw him in the Lightning, went to pieces in the yard, created awful in the, Manica- in the new market, and then went to the William Reed and improved lengths in the yard and ran a lot better. So when he came back sort of this preparation and now he's really sort of kicked on with it, it didn't surprise me at all because it just – like Morton kind of said, it did look like he just needed a bit of time. He put that picket fence up coming into the race last year and sort of everything went his way. But he won that race last year at 30 to 1. I only know because I backed him. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> is that has that how much weaker this race is this year that he's 270 now? Uh, he's also proven. I mean, you got to remember last year he was coming off a, uh, a 72 or 78 plus or ratings win. Um, it, going into the event, um, and I just think we all thought going at weight for age level, a, a 79 or 80 rated horse can't beat these Victorian 110 rated horses. So he should be getting 50 or 15 kilos off, you know. Um, but I think our mindset, and mine in particular, has changed probably going into this year. Well, it's like, well, ratings are there, but they're all just numbers. Will Chino is an 89 rated, but give it mm. give it one start maybe, give it two starts, give it three starts. Will Chino is going to be a 105 rated, and she's only going to be able to compete at weight for age level. So the, the numbers are, are sort of irrelevant, and I think we're more willing to look at um, potential rather than what we've seen. But um, a lot of it's come down to at Elite Street what he has done now consistently. And, um, yeah, I mean, apart from that Melbourne campaign, he, he's barely put a foot wrong. I think Brad Rewill is actually five from five on him as well. So, yeah, it's a fairly a fairly imposing record for the two. Mm. We've got to mention the top weight, Rock Magic. I think he's having mm. six run. In yeah, the winter bottom. Yeah, it's his sixth Iron run. Horse. He's run third three times. Good friend of mine, Michael Ganjemi's the uh the part uh, trainer. They'll be they'll be seriously emotional when he leaves uh the racetrack for the last time on um on Saturday. There's a they've got a little bar out the back which Michael's actually redone himself. He's done all the work and put the uh, put the windows in, set up the bar and everything. It's called the Rock Magic Bar. And um, if the other bars are too busy, you just sneak out the back and you you just make sure they like you and they let you in and you go and 
drink on rock magic for the night. So, um, yeah, he'll be gone, but not forgotten. We'll be drinking in his honor for, uh, for years to come, I reckon, but I, I won't be having a cent on, I give him none at the age, but, um, and I've invested a fair amount of money in this race. I would genuinely be happy to lose every single cent to see him win. And I, actually, <laughs> I actually mean that. And I was born without a heart, so that's quite a lot to say that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting soft. Mm. Oh, I, I think it's My a cracker. It's, it looks, it, it's, uh, the stage is set there for a, uh, a great winner bottom, and I think that's what they deserve after a uh, bit of a whitewash. But maybe a star was was born in Western Empire, so it'd be a cracking contest. Uh, I'd love to be on course and it'd be an absolute cracker, mm -hmm. I'm sure, with uh, such an emotional moment with uh, Rock Magic. And, yeah, what a uh, what a contest there with uh, Elite Street and Will Chino. So uh, definitely Terry's uh, pushing the way of Will Chino. And uh, given the map and the history of the race, I'd probably uh, go the same way looking at those replays. But certainly uh, Elite Street and uh, Graceful Girl with uh, W Pike steaming home will uh, we'll make this a grandstand finish. Terry, uh, what is, what's your next best uh, on the program? One of your best out wide. Well, we're working without odds at the moment in WA. We're still we're not getting odds till about eleven o'clock on Thursday morning, which is a bit disappointing in recent times. But uh, race number four, a horse by the name of No White Flag, um, Super Trial, Super First Up. Uh, Sean McGrady basically sat up from the two hundred. Um, he then encountered a race with a lot of speed, and for a horse who. Maybe steps a tiny bit slow. It was always going to be interesting if a few of the other ones came out quickly, and they did come out quickly. Um, he was crossed, and a, a bit like a lot of the Machino stock uh, in WA, if they're crossed, their race is over. So he was beaten five and a half. There's no speed in this. He can step slowly, still mustered to the front. I'm hoping there's an overcorrection in the price. Uh, I think he'll lead win. I think he'll lead win and do it pretty simply in a, in a $100,000 race. It's pretty... Pretty thin. Um, I've got him a dollar seventy-five, a dollar eighty. Um, yeah, I'm hoping we see something high twos. That'd be nice, and um, yeah, I think it'll be a pretty easy jump. Uh, if he gets to the front, all over. Mm. So that's race four, number two. Uh, no white flag. All uh, one word name there. Surely we've got to have a look at race three. Secret plan. Chased home with Chino last start. Maybe might go up a dollar forty or something like that with that sort of grouse warm line. But Mervin's in the race, so he'll set a good early tempo. Maybe it's one for the punters, a bit of a yep. bit of an anchor Mate, on that program the, uh, potentially. They were the they were the two, to be honest with you. If you were giving me ask for a second one, it would have been a secret plan. I actually think we might see an okayish price here. You've got to remember, triple missile started shorter than at last start, and you've got a horse called Resort Man, who everybody loves piling into every time it goes around. Um, True. And so I'm hoping there's a couple of runners. Uh, Plutocracy went to <laughs> the last start, the Colonel Reeves as well, which allow us to get something 250, 270 again. But uh, look, Secret Plan was a better run than Triple Missile. As you said, um, there was that much, uh, there's that much speed in this race. And Mervyn always stops, especially over the 1200 metres. So I'd be very surprised if Secret Plan is uh, is getting done. And yeah, anything starting with a two will, will probably get me involved there. So yeah, pretty keen Secret Plan as well. Outstanding stuff, all right. I think there's uh, three winners there. And, uh, well, on, in a COVID-free world, uh, we'd, uh, we'd find a way to get to Perth mm. and uh, massage a little holiday in and put a stream on and uh, claim a bit of a uh, tax rort. So hopefully uh, this COVID thing settles down uh, in time and we can get across there for a winter bottom or a railway at the end of Perth and come over and... Uh, be 12 months before McGowan opens the borders, though, isn't it? 12 uh, months. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be probably cherry ripe. So fingers crossed at the end of... Uh, Next spring we can uh, we can come over and we'll get the bo the Perth boys to uh, do a stream and put on a uh, an absolute clinic because uh, they are sharp judges. Make sure you check out uh, the One One podcast if uh, you want more of Terry's action. And 
if you want to follow up Perth more closely. And now, as Nico says, now that there's min, uh, minimum bet laws, uh, it's a great place to start your uh, betting journey as a pro because there's, there's just a smaller pool of horses, um, only less tracks and uh, less variables over there. Mm-hmm. But the jockeys, sometimes a bit tricky. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes a bit tricky. Yeah. That's that's well, that's well said. Very, very <laughs> diplomatic. I think that's exactly how I would have said it too. So, uh, two, yeah. two jockeys ride sixty percent of the winners, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Bikes, well, so. you could probably go as far as saying throwing Clint Johnston Porter and going three ride seventy percent of the winners or eighty percent of the go. winners. So it's um, it's the other thirty. That's the. That's the hard part to come about, isn't it? How's the pontiff? Is the pontiff still going there, Terry? Yeah, he's got pontiff? a leg injury. He would have had a ride Has in he? the uh, he would have had a ride in the winter bottom. Actually, good. Uh, I see red. I see red would have been his mount. Who was probably stiff last start. Goes around fifty to one in the race. Um, oh. Yeah, you know he would have been on uh, I see red, but he's a little leg injury. But he's still going around. He hasn't smiled for about twenty five years, but he's still there and uh, <laughs> still he's, still, he's still popping about. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's still on the pontiff. All right, fantastic stuff. Thanks, uh, Terry. Good luck on the weekend. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, that was Terry Layton from the One One Podcast. Make sure to check it out. Weekly uh, podcast. Uh, they're superstar blokes and uh, elite judges on the punt. All right, now it's time for uh, Muggs Moral and get his best up at Rose Hill. Hi, guys. Muggs Moral here for the last one for 2021. It's been a good year for the first year, for the first season of Muggs Moral. But next year, I want more winners the more losers. So the mugs moral this week is race nine, number four Brooks Spies jumps from barrier twelve. Nasra Willa, top jockey, will get it. It'll be just off the pace. Be storming down. So got some good first up record, good first up form, good wet track form because we'll be betting on every track. So, Brooks by race nine, number four, and one in the highway, boys. The mug doesn't like betting in the highway. He can't pronounce the name, but it is race two, number one. Race two, number one in the highway. I've had this black book for months. It looks a good horse. Matty Cole comes into town for one ride. Looks a good horse. There's your winner. So, the mug's model is race nine. Number four, and another small bet, race two, number one. Good luck. Thank you for the opportunity, little birdie bet doctor and the boys. I'll like to be I'll be back next year when the show comes back. And what does the mug say when he finds a winner? Go find your bookie. Good luck, boys. Big uh, GWS man, the mug. <laughs> GWS. Hey, I'm a bit confused. I'm a bit grayed up with that. Race number four, Brookspire at 480. And then he's had a black booker for a What's the one he can't pronounce? He can't pronounce yeah. it. Participator is the horse. Can pronounce Race two, number one, participator in the highway, and it's 310 at top sport. He might have got him around the wrong way. His B set might be his A set, but he doesn't know himself. Mm. Eh? I'll tell you what, it wasn't no mugs. Moral was whatever that corned beef or something. He said he slaughtered all that. How can you butcher corned beef? Seriously. Oh. He's blaming the butcher. <laughs> the bloke, what was it? The corned beef with the white sauce. That was yeah. one of his favourite dinners, but not anymore. Top three. Top three. Lamb chops and snitzel. I wonder what in the special white, the special white sauce. <laughs> How would Mug go on the uh, lobster fluffy omelette, you reckon, from the tea house? Good. Oh, reckon he, be, he, I think he'd, he'd inhale it. Would Swallow he? it whole. Would he? <laughs> Two bites, I reckon. <laughs> but he's not too exotic for him? I tell you, I'd like, not to, too see exotic. Mug, I'd like to see Mug punter at the flower drum just to really let loose. He'd be like, of, he'd be like, couple of drinks. He'd be like Gary when <laughs> Gary Roberts tells his story and Bo Rogue won a group one and they took Jeff Perry, the flower drum, and they ordered dim sum. Dim Sum to start. He mm-hmm. said, no, I don't want Dim Sum. I want Dim Sims. So you can find him some Dim Sims or something like that. 
that he's flagging down Gilbert Lowe's and Gilbert can offer some tomato sauce, put tomato oh, sauce no. all over Tim Sims at the flower drum. That's what Mugger do, I reckon. <laughs> Jeff Perry. <laughs> Gilbert, tomato sauce. <laughs> oh, sacrilege. Uh, all right, let's have a look at uh, Top Sports uh, steam as the early money at Top Sport. Uh, Corfed Race 4, number 7, current, $1,005 in the Doveton. I'll yeah, keep buttering, plenty of panels will keep buttering up here, won't they? He's becoming costly after his last two. I've been on his yeah. last two. I don't know. Like The 1,000-meter the race he ran Caulfield Cup Day, it looked like he was just looking for 1,200. Got to 1,200. Now he looked like it was too far. Maybe he's a bit Goldilocks. I don't know. What's um, this? It's 12,000 meters. Oh, back to 1,000. So... Tough, tough sort of horse to assess, but um, easily at his best. Um, probably deserves to be favourite there against Enthar as well. So there's there's a fair few angles in that race. That probably looked one of the tougher races of the day. Mm. And the next one is a tricky race as well, but uh, you've got a track specialist here and distance actually. Race nine, number one, Streets of Avalon. Loves 1,400 at uh, Caulfield, but uh, deep, deep race this one. Completely set for the race. Was talking to the owner uh, Cup Week. And uh, he was kind of saying that they ran in the, the Sprint Classic because there was no horses in it and they just had to throw up the stumps. But this was the race I was setting him for, the Heffernan, round Caulfield. So, um, yeah, maybe the early money suggests he might be near his best. And the next one uh, takes on uh, Muggs Moral here, Race 9, Rose Hill, and it's called Jump the Broom, five, 500 at $8, near 850. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's 1-2. One down yeah. here the other day, didn't it, first up? Mm-hmm. Jay Ford on board at one at the Valley. So Bolton at Geelong, Spell, and then uh, out It's like it's come back well, didn't it? Because all the jump-out groupies are all over at first up. Mm. Like, it's made in its first start, went okay and won, but it wasn't that impressive. It's obviously come back a much better horse. Mm. It's improved. Yeah, it killed him at Mooney Valley. Yeah. Four or five, didn't it? Mm. And so that, uh, that's a top They have sport. some luck moving states with their horses. They brought that mare, mare down here the other day, one that made in at Mooney Valley. Mm. Went like, yeah, I remember that. Said, didn't have much form, but went like a rocket. All right. But uh, that's it. So uh, no stream, uh, unfortunately, on Saturday. But uh, make sure you head to the Little Birdie Shop. That's a, uh, a wrap from us. It's 40 shows for the year. So we're going to uh, all go into the paddock. Big thanks to Top Sport and Punning Form, our major sponsors. We'll be back next year. It's going to be uh, a great little freshen up for us. Big thanks to a- our AV guy, Borco. He's done a fantastic job clipping it all up. And uh, all the guys that have uh, jumped on and supported uh, all the shows and the streams for the year. Big thanks uh, from all the team at Little Birdie. Big thanks to you, DK. Yep, Back in the March, you've year. been on uh, been on fire. Yeah, no, keep it going for another, I think we've got six weeks. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm doing the service up till I go away anyway, and then I'll have a little freshen up and we'll kick off again. So I think can find a few more winners. <laughs> for, get the Christmas turkey for the punters, Nico. Very important to find the Christmas turkey. Yeah, I think I'll be similar. Punch right through the end of 2021, maybe quick freshen up start of 2022, and then we'll be uh, right back into yeah. it. Comes around quick, autumn 2022, like February, we've got Group 1 racing. So yeah. you just have a little spell there until January. Um, yeah, what someone's saying, but uh, I'm not sure which good horse it was, but it's had three weeks in the paddock and it's back already. Mm. I think it might have been Barb Raider. Mm. So it's had three weeks in the paddock and it's coming back in. It's got to get, get, get up and going for the spring, over the autumn. So all the uh, all the tips and all the subscriptions will uh, continue on in Little Betty Shop. So uh, we'll be all sort of still working remotely, still betting. But, uh, yeah, enough uh, from the shows. We might try and do a makeup stream somewhere, but uh, I think the next stream that we're going to lock in will be on the Gold Coast Magic Millions weekend. Uh, we'll try and get the MacBet boys and uh, Walt. He's Walt back. will be oh, yeah, free. He's free. We got two weeks unshackled. to go. So uh, Johnny Walter should be there Countdown's for the, uh, the Magic Mears as well. So Countdown's on. Free it's Walt. the 15th of January. So uh, we'll see everyone back there. Thanks for all your support uh, back home and uh, we'll be in touch and uh, keep following us on our YouTube and our Twitter channels. And uh, we'll see you soon. But thanks for a great year.